you know, I came from Pennsylvania, a dry and thirsty land. So you, you don't know what you have here. In Colorado Springs particularly, I mean, there's a host of great churches. This one particularly, I mean, like Leslie had said, we, we visited several different churches. We came here first, and then we, we went to different churches, and it just was no. In fact, I think we spent two or three Sundays at a different church thinking that might have been it, and our hearts were just drawn back here. And, and I know why. You know, we just, it's, it's family. Um, there's the, I believe in the local church. The local church is the fabric of society. I mean, without the local church, this, this country would completely derail, right? So we, we love the local church. We love this church. We are going away, but I've been, uh, I've been just blessed by the fact that uh, like Andrew Womack and Mike and Carrie Pickett uh, and Billy Epperhart, you know, the leadership there at Karis has allowed me to work remotely. So I'm, I'm still going to be with the ministry. I'm still working for the ministry. I'll be traveling back here uh, probably once every three, two or three months or so. Leslie will be some of those times. Leslie will be with me. So I'll still say connected. And, still, and when, if I'm here on a Sunday, I'm coming home. Right? I'm going to come home to, yeah. So I, I just, I, I just want to re, reiterate and stress how important it is that you get plugged into a local church, and this local church is amazing because of your pastors and just, I mean, a, really a great team, power team of just the, the, you know, just the relational side of Joanne and then the, the word side of Rick, the two of them together. I'm telling y'all, it's just amazing what you have. Don't, don't take it for granted. So, <clears throat> um, so what I, what I'm gonna, what I want to minister on uh, this morning is hearing the voice of God, because you know, listen, the thing is, you just gotta know how to hear the voice of God. This is a big move for Leslie and I. You know, we 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 came here with no intentions of leaving. It wasn't like, oh, we're gonna stay three or four years and then we're leaving. We came here with the intentions of this is where God called us to, and until God calls us away, this is where we're staying. And so, um, and I do want to put a, just a quick thing about the local church. I don't care what church you go to, there's going to be opportunity for you to get offended. <laughs> Either by the pastors, because they didn't do something the way you thought they should do it, or by one of your fellow uh, brothers and sisters. Don't you dare leave. You stay until you get your heart right. If God calls you out, then you go. But you stay because you're just going to take the problems that you have in your heart to your next church and the same thing's going to happen. Amen. So you just, you need, to, you need to stay where God has planted you. It's just like a marriage. When you get married, you know, when times get tough, and let me tell you, they will get tough in the marriage. When times get tough, you just, you're married, you're committed, you're not moving, you're not leaving. So that kind of brings me into Leslie and I, as far as, as far as our move here, you know, hearing the voice of God, when it comes to hearing the voice of God, particularly when it comes to if you're a married couple and you're going to be doing a big transition, like a big move, like us moving from here to the East Coast, you know, both of us were in agreement on it. 
both times. Now, we may not be, you know, either one of us may, may not be exactly running at the same pace on it, but we're both, we're both headed in the same direction, and we both have peace, and we've prayed about it, and we've talked about it. And I'll be honest with you, I have never heard the audible voice of the Lord. Never. But I've spit on the ground and made of mud and rubbed it in people's eyes and God opened up their eyes. I've walked into grocery stores and gone to the back of the, specifically, walked into a grocery store because the Lord said, I want, there's somebody in the grocery store I want you to pray for. I want you to prophesy over. So pull in right here, go into this grocery store. I'll show you when you get in there. That wasn't an audible voice. That was just an impression. That was just... The, just knowing to hear the voice of the, of the Lord and walk into that grocery store. And of course, God positioned them all the way in the back where the milk and the eggs are, back corner, you know, from the, from the door. That's one of those things where you're walking down the aisleways, you know, you're looking like this. All right, which one is it, Lord? I'm going to attack them. Which one is it, Lord? Which one is it, Lord? Which, and of course, all the way in the back corner. So anyway, um, <clears throat> but when it comes to making those big moves, you know, you... you you need to be in agreement with your spouse. So when Leslie and I came, when Leslie and I came out here to Colorado four years ago, it was 2019, uh, August of 2019, nearly exactly four years ago. Um, you know, I had, I had a house that I built. I had a construction company at the time as well as pastoring a church. I, I, I built my house on 10 acres of wooded ground had about a half acre of grass to mow. absolutely beautiful. It was a 2,100-square-foot ranch with a finished, walked-out, uh, beautifully dry basement. It was just as beautiful on the lower level as it was on the upper level. Built it myself, blood, sweat, and tears. Um, just, we did it. We did a whole lot of modifications on it. Did it exactly the way we wanted it. Man, we moved into that house. I had my gun room. I had, I had a big three-car garage. I had my side-by-side machine so I could gun on my side by side. I had permission to hunt all of my neighbor's property, which was about another 250 acres. And so I'd go to my neighbors and harvest a deer, throw it in the back of my side by side, bring it up to my garage, hoist it up, skin it, butcher it, do it. I mean, I was living the dream. Any hunters out there? Come on, living the dream, right? There's the dream. Okay. So, um, so my wife, she was working she, she worked, and I had my office at my home, so I didn't even really need to leave the house. Like, I was pretty much self-sufficient there. My wife worked for Penn State at the time. And she'd leave at 6.30 in the morning, get home at 5.30 at night. She's working, you know, 11-hour days with the drive and everything. And she was, she was three years away from retirement. Three years. Penn State retirement. And <clears throat> she, just, just before we made the decision... She comes home, you know, a little frustrated with me. You know how we, us men, can make people frustrated sometimes. <laughs> Only a little bit. She come home one day frustrated with me. She says, you're never going to want to leave here, are you? And I said, eh, no, I don't see any reason why I'd want to. But you know, it wasn't probably six months and I was serious. I was dead serious when she asked me that question. I said, I just don't see any reason why I'd ever want to leave here. In fact, if I didn't have to go get groceries, I probably wouldn't even ever get off the mountain here. <laughs> and so, so just probably six months later, God began to turn my heart. Just began to turn my heart 
to get me to where I just didn't, I didn't like the property anymore. I didn't like the property. I was like, change is coming. And so simultaneously with that, I started to reconnect myself. There was a season of time when I, even though I graduated from Karis in 1999, um, and I came back and I stayed connected with Karis till probably about 200 and, or 2003 or four. But then the kids started getting older. You got soccer games, you got t-ball games, you got baseball games. I mean, it's like, you're just, I didn't have time to travel out here to Colorado, you know, just with the kids and I was running my own business and, you know, involved in my local church at the time. I hadn't, I didn't, uh, hadn't started the church yet and I just didn't have time. So I kind of drifted off. I wasn't really connected. Well, in about 2016, I started getting reconnected to the ministry. And so maybe 2017, I started getting reconnected and I'd, I'd get out of my, out of, off an airplane in Denver get a rental car, and I'd drive down 25, and I would just, my heart would just break. Like, I would weep. I'd weep the whole way from the airport all the way down here to the springs. And depending on whether I was staying in the springs or up in Woodland Park in an Airbnb, I mean, it was just like, I could sense that God was doing something in my heart. So simultaneously, I'm living over here in Pennsylvania in my dream house, right? But so God was, see, here's the thing about hearing the voice of God. Like I said, I've never heard the audible voice of God. I've never heard the audible voice of God. I've heard a couple, maybe two, maybe three times where it's been really, really strong. Like you almost thought you heard an audible voice, but it was just, it was just the Lord speaking to you something strong. But that, man, those are decades apart from one another right? Decades apart. So, um, <clears throat> so I, I, I get back to Pennsylvania after several of these trips out here to Colorado, and I knew God was, I talked over with Leslie. She prayed about it. We prayed about it. She was on board. We were in perfect agreement. Now, we're giving up a lot. She's giving up retirement from Penn State. I'm, I'm giving up my dream house we're, because we know that this is God. And so it wasn't that we heard the voice of God. The Bible says in Psalms 37, verses 4 and 5, I think it's 4 and 5. Let me check my notes just to make sure. Yeah, 4 and 5. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to him, or commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. See, we had, we had, we had, we trusted in the Lord with our whole heart. And he put his desires on the inside. Too many times, if, listen, if you're, if you're connected to the Lord, if you're spending time with God, if you're spending time praying in the Holy Ghost, if, you're just, if, you're, if you delight yourself in him, if you, say to yourself, if, you, if you say to yourself on a regular basis, Lord, I love you. Lord, I, I just, I thank you, Lord, I worship you. Do you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing that, making yourself a living sacrifice, do you know he's going to infuse his, his desires into your heart? And you know, honestly, I, sometimes I feel guilty about doing the things that I do because I feel like, you know, he just gives me everything I want. You know, you understand, what the, you understand the psych, the, the, it's like a, he just gives me everything I want. Well, that's because he puts in me his desires for me, and they become my desires, and then he fulfills them. Amen. 
but you have to delight yourself in the Lord. And then what you do is you trust also in Him. Because every move we've ever done, we, our hearts are excited. We've got the peace of God on it. But let me tell you, the stress that's involved in stepping out of the boat is monumental sometimes. Can I get an amen? amen? So, you know, it's never been to do the will of God and to hear the voice of, hearing the voice of God is easy. It's when he says, like he did to Peter when he was in the boat in the storm, come. When he says, come, will you step out of that boat and go? And if you look too much, just like in that story with Peter, if you look too much at the wind and the waves, you will begin to sink. And I can, let me just tell you something right now. That in itself is a supernatural miracle. Because I've tried to walk on the water in a swimming pool, and I, I never began to sink. Right, right, down to the, right straight down to the bottom. I never began to say, so you, you, when you hear the, when you hear the voice, if you look at everything around you, I mean, we've got a five, right now we're living in a five level home full of furniture. It has five different floors on it. <clears throat> and we had, we had three guys um, came yesterday, three Keras students actually, or, or work for Keras, not former students, work for Keras. They came and helped us load that 16-foot pod up. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if I just focused on that and on renting the pod and renting the U-Hauls and going through closing and what are we going to do with this and what are we going to do with that, you know what? It's enough to make you say forget about it. It's enough to make you say forget about it. But in all of that chaos, in everything floating around you like you're, you're in orbit, you know, and on the space shuttle and there's just stuff floating all around you. So many things to worry about. So many things to think about. On the inside, there's peace. Amen. And the Bible says that we're to follow after peace. I'm, I'm telling you, there, you, cannot, you cannot live the Christian life you can't live the Christian life without hearing the voice of God. And again, too many times we complicate it. It's, it should be, as, as believers, as Christians, it should be totally, I want to say natural. And, and really it is. It should be just like you feel so comfortable, you hear his voice, you just almost like, like unconsciously Go in the direction that the Lord is leading. And here's the thing about hearing the voice of the Lord. You know, you have to have confidence that you can hear his voice and that it was him. That's huge. I, I, you know, I talk and pray with people all the time. And they say, I just, I don't know if it's the Lord or not. Well, you know, all of us have to do it by faith. Every one of us has to do it by faith. And, and again, I've never heard the audible voice of the Lord. It's always been an impression, just a knowing, just somehow you know that this was the right thing to do. And so 
you go ahead and do it. And, and here's another thing. You know, a lot of people, Christians, because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but me, I'm, a, I'm like, you do Christianity by book, right? You know, you, you, you got to read your Bible. Not you got to, but, you know, you want to read your Bible. You, you want to you pray. You want to, you know, you want to live, you know, you want to be kind to people and, and live as holy as you can. Right? You want to, so that, that's kind of my personality. So I, the, the, the opportunity, the, the temptation for me is to think because I've screwed, I screw up, mess up in a certain area that God's going to pull back from me and not talk to me. That's a real thought. That's a real thought. That's a real thought. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, he will not Amen. pull back from you. Amen. That's your own conscience. That's your own heart condemning you. But you know, he's greater than our heart. Right. So, you, you know, and, 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 you know, most people think, most Christians think, well, you know, God's not speaking to me because I'm dealing with this issue. I'm dealing with that issue. I'm de- and so they'll begin to back away from God. But he's the very one who's going to help you get out of the situation that you're struggling with. So don't run, the, don't run from the person who's going to say, you know, and we've all had this happen. You know, I, I said this on the first service, you know, you get into one of those passionate discussions with your spouse. You all know what I'm talking about? What's it called? Intense fellowship. Pastor Rick, exactly. Exactly. You get in one of those moments of intense fellowship, right? And so you, you, know how we, you know how we are on the inside, you're starting to load up your weapon, right? So you, you're, putting one in the, you're putting one in the chamber, and you know this is, I got the kill shot. I got the kill shot. One more time, just let her say that one more time, and I'm drawn up. And, but the whole time the Lord is saying, don't you say it. Don't you say it. Come on, ladies. Okay, two hands over here. I got two hands over here. Okay, don't you say it. Lord says, don't you say it. You, y'all hear that voice? Don't you say it. Something comes floating up out of your heart. Don't say it, son. Don't do it. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. And you fire the shot. And then you're into total damage control. Right? Because you know, man, I'm, I sunk this thing. I didn't really mean to. I was just going to fire it over the bow, but I, I just, I, I hit it. I didn't mean to hit it that hard. And that thing is sinking fast. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> she already knows my thoughts anyway, so it doesn't really. Um, but, you know, so then, you know, what happens is, the Lord will say to you, see what you did? Let's fix it now. Come on, let's fix it. Let's go apologize. What? She deserved it, Lord. No, you go apologize. See, he didn't run from me. When I was in direct disobedience to what he told me, when he was talking in my heart, and I know how to hear his voice. See, that's the problem. Here's the thing, y'all. That's the problem with getting... Um, good at hearing the voice of the Lord because you're held accountable because he you, you can't say I didn't understand Lord 
Because he's saying, yes, you did. Why is it always you understand when it's beneficial to you, but when it's not beneficial to you, you don't understand? Am I right? So that's the problem with hearing the voice of the Lord is you're going to be held accountable as you get better at it. But you know, what he does is, though, he perfects you. In the process of all of this, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the, the, the swallowing of your pride, the laying down of your pride, this is all to perfect you and make you better and more like him. Laying our lives down. So <clears throat> sin doesn't disqualify you from hearing the voice of the Lord. But I'll say this. You know, one of the, mo- the key components to hearing the voice of the Lord is expectation. Are you expecting to hear from the Lord? See, if you're not, if you don't have your, your radar up, if, you don't, if you're not tuned in to the frequency of the Spirit and what the Lord is saying, you can walk right by something. I, I've had it happen to me. I've walked by something and saw the Lord say to me, I want you to go talk to that person. And I've been in a hurry. I've been uh, late for something. You know, Lord, Lord wants you to be on time, but he also wants you to make his voice a priority. Now, don't use that excuse to be late for work. Well, the Lord told me because I've had that happen <laughs> plenty of time. I have my own business. Well, the Lord was, Lord was talking to me this morning. Well, dude, you're half an hour late. You know, you can't, you can't play that game. Do you understand what I'm saying? But we can't be so busy that we don't tune in to the frequency of the Spirit of the Lord to hear what He's saying. Because you may walk right by your blessing and not even realize it. How many times have we walked by a blessing? Or if you're a carrier of the blessing, which all of you are, carriers of the blessing, you know, I said this uh, at the end of the first service, but I'm just, I think I'm going to interject it here. You know, the Bible says the Lord God does nothing on the earth lest he first reveal it to his servants, the prophets. So when it comes to the, to the prophetic and when it comes to speaking the word of the Lord that the Lord has placed on your heart because you can hear his voice. When it comes to that, let me ask you this question. I'm going to let you marinate on it, ruminate on it a little bit. If the Lord puts something on your heart and you don't speak it forth, does that slow down that, that thing from happening? Right? I'm just throwing that out there for you to think about. It's important as the Lord speaks to us. It's important as, you, as, you, as you're in prayer, as you're spending time with the Lord, and He begins to bring up declarations on the inside of you for people that you know, for yourself. It's important that you declare those. Because you're the mouthpiece for the Lord. He speaks to your spirit man. Your spirit man conveys it into your soul. And your soul declares it into existence. As you hear the voice of the Lord, you need to be willing to declare it. And you need to expect that you will be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they will not follow another. So, you know, there's three different types of people. When the, when the Lord speaks, there's three different types of people that are going to hear that voice. 
See, the Lord is, listen, the Lord is speaking to believers and to unbelievers as well. And, 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 and the Lord will use an unbeliever to speak to you, believe it or not. Right? You, you know the story about Balaam and the donkey, right? It, God used a donkey to speak to the prophet. I've had some donkeys speak into my life before too. <laughs> Jackasses, you know, that kind of people. So, so you got to be, you got to be willing to be able to hear, even if it comes, I'll give you a personal example. So I was, this is back in the, uh, in the early 2000s, I was thinking about going on radio in Washington, D.C., and it, it, would cost, it was going to cost some money, and I had to sign a contract, and it also meant that it was a daily radio show, so I had to produce, you know, these daily radio shows, and I got a family with young kids, I got a business, you know, I'm a volunteer at church, I was really busy at the time, but I, so I was praying about it, I took time, two or three weeks, I built a sound room uh, in, in, my, in the lower level of the house I lived in at that time, so that I could do the radio programs and all that, I was praying about it, <clears throat> and one of the contractors that I worked for, I was a subcontractor for him, I worked for, I called him up uh, just to find out how, if they were about ready for us, just talk about the progress of the job. And so, um, I can't remember what his name was, but I'm just going to call him Mark because I can't remember, but I said, hey, Mark, uh, you know, picked up the phone, he says, hey, Mark, I says, hey, Mark, what's, what's going on, how's the job looking, and, and what's it look like, are we going to be able to get in there on time, and, you know, I just... 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds of just me talking at the first part of the conversation. His response to me was, dude, you've got a radio voice. You ought to be on radio. <laughs> this is a total unbeliever. <laughs> he didn't know God, but he didn't know what I was praying about. Amen. But I'm praying about on the side about Lord Shack on radio. And this guy, you that got the Lord used this guy who didn't even know him to speak into my heart. So you can't like just assume because it's because the, the person is an unbeliever that the Lord can't use them to speak to you. No. He can. So let's let's look at the three type of people um, in John chapter 12, verses 27 through 29. Three type of people who hear the voice of the Lord. <clears throat> now this is Jesus. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. Now it's a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said, it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. And obviously Jesus and the disciples heard that voice. So there's three types of people who hear the voice of the Lord. There's one, and I'm talking, now here, I'm talking Christians. I'm not talking outside of the church. I'm talking right here, us, okay? Three types of people who hear the voice of the Lord. The, the one person who hears it is just carnally minded. It's all about the flesh. They don't recognize when the Lord speaks, and therefore, they thought it thundered. They only hear the natural. They can only see things in the natural. When, when, when the enemy comes against them, they think their life is gone. They think they're going to lose it all. 
That's all they, they, do, they can't see that God is in this thing. All they can see is the natural realm. And there's Christians, there's plenty of Christians out there that's all they're seeing is a natural realm. And you know, this world right now is falling apart. Have you noticed? But God's doing something right now. God, whether you can see it or not, God is doing something. Whether you can hear it in your heart or not, I'm excited. This is, I'm telling you right now, do you realize how privileged you are to be living for such a time as this? You, God could have chose anybody else in the world from any other generation, but he chose you to live in this generation at this time to usher in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you know, we don't see it in the news, but there's signs and wonders and miracles, people being raised from the dead. There's blind eyes opening, people getting out of wheel. All around the world right now it's happening. But if you're only paying attention to the natural and you're only watching CNN, the Communist News Network, <laughs> or, the, or the Ten Spies net, Network, if you're only watching that, you're only going to get fleshly stuff. And you know what? The more you feed on that, the harder it is going to be for you to hear the voice of the Lord. Because the Lord doesn't talk to you. He's not going to, well, he may. Well, praise the Lord. If he, you know, I heard Bobby Andean say this <clears throat> one time. He says, you know, he says, listen, I have found, this is Bobby Andean speaking, I have found that when the Lord speaks in an audible voice to you or an angel comes to you or something like that, some supernatural manifestation, then that you actually see in the natural, then or here in the natural, you're fixing to go into hard times. So I'm just, I'm saying, declaring it right now. I don't need to hear the audible voice of the Lord, nor do I need to see an angel. Because I got enough hard times as it is, I don't need any extra passed along this way. So you know what? The best way for the Lord to lead us is by his spirit and, and through peace. So, you know, if you're paying attention I don't know about you, but the, when I, I do, I'll look at a little bit of the news here and there. I don't watch CNN or anything like that, but you know, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do occasionally, I'll do some alternate news things and just kind of, you know, just look. But you know what I found? I get agitated on the inside. And you know what that agitation does? It speaks louder than my ability to hear the voice of the Lord. So you, I'm not telling you not to get on the news, but you, but you need to take it in small doses and get more, more doses, larger doses of the spirit of the Lord. Amen. More times in worship, more, you know, listening to worship music on the radio or those kinds of things. So the, so the second type of person, so the first one is the ones that are in the natural. The, the second type of person that hears the voice of the Lord is the person who thought an angel spoke. So in other words, they see something spiritual, they hear something spiritual, but they don't recognize it as the voice of God. They know it was supernatural. They say, oh man, that's awesome. That's, that's powerful. That's supernatural. But they don't recognize, well, that was God. That was God speaking. That was God speaking to you. So those are the, that's the type of person. Again, I'm talking about the church. I'm not talking outside the church. I'm just talking about, you know, the body of Christ in general. 
that they, they've got a little bit of word in them. They've, they've trained their self a little bit to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. But, but you know, it's, it's everything's spiritual. It's not necessarily directly God. And so it doesn't carry that authority that it needs to carry in their life. Right? And then the third, the third type of person is, is the person that recognizes it as God. Like Jesus and the disciples. They recognized it as the Lord. And I believe that's where most of you are here. You, you know the voice of the Lord. And so, you know when the Lord speaks to you in your heart, it's okay to ask questions. Lord, is that, first off, Lord, is that you? Because how many know sometimes our flesh can get, have its own desires and wants, you know? And so it's okay to say, Lord, is this you? Is this what you want? And when you ask that question, you know, I've, I've conditioned after 30 years of walking with the Lord since May 19th, 1993, 30 years of really seeking God. I mean, I'm, I'm, my wife will attest to it. I have sought the Lord. Now, I didn't do it perfectly. I did not do it perfectly. She'll be also attest to that. But I, probably, yeah. So, but I, I have, I have, I have endeavored to seek the Lord on a daily basis for myself, to hear from Him for myself. And, and, to, and, to, and really just to cultivate my relationship with Him because I, I, I don't have anything else. I only have Him. That's, that, that's, all, that's, that's my full desire is to, is to do what He's called me to do and to please Him. That's it. So after 30 years, you know, I still, but I take comfort in it now because I've trained my senses to discern both good and evil. I've, I've learned how now I can, I can have something come at me, like a crisis or a problem or something like that come at me, and immediately look on the inside and you know, the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That rule is like umpire, like an umpire, calling balls and strikes, right? Calling balls and strikes. So when something comes at me, I can immediately reflect to the inside and say, okay, Lord, what is this? You know how the enemy puts thoughts in your mind? Like I can remember, it was probably about a month ago. I don't remember exactly the clarity because I just er tried to erase it out of my mind, but I was I was, I think it was evening time. I might have been coming down into Colorado Springs from the ministry. And just this, this thought that Leslie's in trouble. Right? And now in, in my mind, right? Now listen, I don't care how, how good you get it here in the voice of the Lord. The enemy is still going to try to make suggestions. Right? And so I got this, Leslie's in trouble. So I didn't immediately react because I know the enemy wants to put fear and panic in me, right? So what did I do? So I just stopped driving down, turned the radio off, just, Lord, I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind, you know, Lord, is Leslie in trouble? What do you, what do you wait to hear then? You wait to either, is it peace? Am I getting peace? Or am I getting, am I getting is, is there, 
is there not, not even fear, but is there a check? Is there something on the inside? I don't have that velvety feeling anymore. I don't have that peace. That peace is left. If, if that peace is left, well, then I start praying. And I start speaking life. And I sp- but you know what? When I, when I asked the Lord that, after that thought came to my mind, which I believe was the enemy making suggestions in my, in my ear, when that thought came into my I immediately went inside. Okay, Lord. And Lord spoke to me, just kind of like an impression. I, I didn't hear any words, just an impression. She's fine, don't worry. Man, isn't that a nice way to live? When you can just get right, you just listen to what he's saying. That's all you got. You just listen. And then when that peace comes, you just settle into that peace. Yes, Lord, thank you. Then you just say it out loud. Thank you, Lord, that she's fine, that she's, you know, resting nicely and I thank you. So that's, see, this is how the Lord wants us to live. He wants us to live in this freedom. He wants us to walk in this peace. He wants us to, to understand that he's for us and he's not against us. But, you know, it's going to take expectation. It's going to take discernment and it's going to take a willingness to hear. A lot of times we don't want to hear. Because he may tell you something that's going to make your flesh not want to do. But every time you step, you know, every time you step out in faith to doing what he, what he, what you sense is, you know, here's another thing. I believe you, you can do, you can do something that the Lord has not called you to do, but you thought it was the Lord. And so you, you stepped out in faith. And it wasn't his exact direction, but because you stepped out in faith, I believe the Lord honors that more than if you have to wait until everything is perfect before you obey the voice of the Lord. He'd rather have you obey quickly and miss it than have to sit back and pull back and be afraid constantly that you're going to miss it. Amen? So there's, there's in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, Guys, if you could bring that up real quick. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. It said, For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word, the word, the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. When you get a word from the Lord, it's going to, because God is a faith God. God, you know, the Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Because those who, this is Hebrews eleven six. because those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You have to, when you hear a word from the Lord, you have to mix that word with faith. And you have to have that confidence that I have heard from the Lord. I'm going to tell you a quick story uh, and we'll kind of finish with this and maybe kind of move along um, into something else. But when I, was, when I was first learning how to hear the voice of the Lord, and this is how I got into ministry. This, I, I, this kind of launched into my teaching, preaching ministry. So I, I worked as an aircraft mechanic for Northwest Airlines, and I would drive by, when I was on the highway, I would drive by this nursing home that kind of sat up on, on, on a little bit of a hill just above the, above the highway. And, I, and I'd be driving by that, and, you know, first, first few times the Lord started speaking, he says, I want you to go. I want you to go up there and visit the nursing home. And I'm like, oh, 
That might be the Lord. Driving back home, I want you to go up there and visit in the nursing home. Huh. I wonder if that's the Lord. After, 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 after about a week of that, I knew it was the Lord. Right? Okay, the Lord's talking to me about this. And then as you, you know how we do. As you start getting close to that, to the nursing home, I just turn the radio up. You know, because I'm like, Lord, I'm not, you want me to go up there? And what am I going to do if I go up there into that? You know, this, I, May 19th, 1993 is when I got on, on fire for the Lord. And this is probably 1995. So it's just a couple years. I'm just learning how to hear the voice of the Lord. And so I'm like, Lord, I'm not going. What, what the heck am I going to do if I go up there? So, he, you know, he'd just say, well, I want you to go up there. I'd come back, same thing. You know, you start going blah, 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 blah. When you, one hand on the wheel and one hand like this. Hey, listen, don't look at me with that tone of voice. You guys are just, there's plenty of times you haven't obeyed promptly, right? So don't look at me in that tone of voice. So <clears throat> finally, you know, it got to the point. I, I'm ball, baby. I tell you that earlier. I'm just, I cry at the, I just, I cry easy. Even though I look, you know, like, I'm like a strong man, hard guy, chiseled features. <laughs> Honey, right? Yeah, see, told you. No, so, you know, even, even though, you know, I kind of seem hard on the outside, I actually am a baby. I'm like a little girl on the inside. So, no, not, not guys I know in our society today. Don't go there in your minds, please. Please. All right. All you guys who are thinking that way, out the door. So, no. So, you know, I, I just, I begin, to, I begin to weep as I'm coming, as I'm, as I'm a mile and a half, two miles away from, the, from, the, from that nursing home. I just begin to weep. I'm like, I'm just, finally, you know, this goes on for two or three, four more days. I'm bawling like a baby. You know, tears running down my face because I know I'm in direct disobedience of the Lord right? And, I'll, and my heart is just to please him. And so I'm in disobedience and I know it. Finally, it just gets, the conviction of the Lord gets so strong in my heart. I can't, I can't not do it, right? And so this is, you know, this is how the Lord was training me early on, on how to hear his voice. So I'm like, okay, Lord, fine. If you want me to make a fool of myself, that's just fine. I'll make a fool of myself. So I, I, I pull off the highway, get get into the parking lot. I reach around and grab a zip up sweatshirt because you know, I'm an aircraft mechanic. I was an aircraft mechanic at the time and I've got my Northwest emblem. My name's on there. My big Northwest emblem on the back. I'm like, man, if I'm going to make embarrass myself, that's one thing. But to embarrass my company, I just can't do that too. You know what I mean? So I slip that, that sweatshirt on, zip it up, walk in. So I'm walking in the front door. So this thing was like, it had a main hub and then it had four legs that went out, you know, legs of rooms. So four wings of rooms that went out. So I walk in, you know, I walk in to kind of get myself my composure, you know, praying in tongues like crazy. Like machine gun fire, right? You know, that kind of praying. <laughs> walking, in, walking in to get myself psyched up to go in, you know. Because I, I don't have any clue. I have no clue what I'm going in there for. Lord has not given me a word. And man, I am talking to the Lord in my mind as I'm praying in tongues with machine gun fire. Lord, come on, don't, don't hang me like this. Just give me something. I mean, something. Just let me go in and prophesy to the, to the lady at the front desk and leave. Can I do that? Is that okay? So nothing, dead quiet. So I walk in. I talk to the, I, as I walk in the door, the lady who's at the front desk, she says, good morning, or good afternoon, sir. I says, oh, good afternoon, ma'am. 
walk like this, just duck into the first hallway that I can get down, you know what I mean? Duck down the hallway, and so I'm, I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm, I'm looking, you know, scanning both sides, into looking into both rooms. What's the Lord wanting me to do here? What's he, is there anything, Lord? I'm still saying in my heart, you know, God, come on, give me something. And so I walk by this one room, and here's these two old guys. One guy sitting on his bed over here, another guy with a walker right near the, the, front, the front door there. And I walk in. I said, how are you guys doing today? You know, they answer cordially, you know. How are you doing? And I said, okay. I says, well, I says, what do you guys think about Jesus? When I said that, that dude with the walker, he growled at me, and he lifted his walker like he was going to beat my lights out with that walker. This 98-year-old dude. He I was like, yikes, wrong room. So, no, no joke. No joke. I actually, I, I said that in my mind. Wrong room. <laughs> Got down the hallway, finished that way, came back up. As I was coming up, I, I looked into this one room, and there was this guy sitting in there. He just looked lonely. He just he touched my heart. His name was Duke. I still remember after, after 30 years. His name was Duke. He was sitting there with a nice sweater buttoned up, you know, like, like this sweater. It looked very similar to what my jacket was on. Buttoned up, and he's, he's sitting on his bed looking out the window. I came in, sat down on the window ledge, and began to strike up a conversation with him. As, as, as I'm doing that, here comes this, this lady. You could tell she had some authority at the nursing home. I mean, she just was dressed in a nice suit, you know, and she walked by, and she slowly, she just turned in, looked like this, you know, looking at me as she's walking by the door. She got about probably this far. She turned around and she darted into the room. And she says, sir, what are you doing here? And I said, well, uh, um, uh, I uh, still don't have a word from the Lord. Well, I, uh, um, well, she said, come with me, please. I'm like, oh, doggone it, Lord. Now I'm going to get arrested. You know, <laughs> this is real. This is great. So, so as we're walking down the hallway to go back towards the front, I just thought, you know what? I'm already in this thing as deep as I can get it. I'm going to get this woman saved. So I, I said, ma'am, I said, what do you think about the Lord Jesus Christ? And she said, well, well, I, 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 I no, no, tables have turned. See, now she's going, uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, uh. She says, she says uh, well, I go to church. I go to mass. I says, yes, ma'am, but do you believe in Jesus? Is he your personal savior? And so we just began to strike up a conversation as we're walking down the hallway, and she invites me into her office. And so I, she's sitting at her desk. I'm sitting across from her desk, and we talk for another 15 minutes or so. She slides a card across the table, and she says, would you be interested in doing Bible studies here with our residents? And I said, oh, absolutely I would. I said, let me go back and talk to our, to our nursing home and prison ministry pastor, and and, and we'll, we'll set up. She says, oh, you guys can do as many times a week as you want. That would be just great. We would really love to have you. From hearing the voice of the Lord. So he, yeah, amen to that. So he, he set me up. He said, dude, I didn't know you had a gift. He said, why don't, you, why don't you join the ministry and I'll get you into So we preached, my wife and I, and took the kids as a, my sound man. My wife played the piano. I recorded all my messages on a cassette tape back then. You know, you just press the two buttons for record. You remember those? Okay, you press the two. I had my, my oldest son. He's probably, I don't know how old would he have been at the time, six years old. He'd press, he'd press record. 
And you know, the, the older folks, they love the little kids, you know, running around. My daughter was a baby then. And so, and, and, and then also, I got into, you know, preaching at prison ministry. That's how something so insignificant you would think. Something that the Lord had to work on me for, for, you know, a couple of weeks. Think if I wouldn't have been obedient. Would I be up in front of you here today? Think about it, guys. I heard his voice. I knew his voice. I had to, as Pastor Rick would say, the flesh. <laughs> right? Had to sizzle the flesh and, and, and be obedient to what the Lord is calling me to do. Because, you know, if, you, if he's calling you to do something, it's for a reason. And if you don't do it, you're going to miss out on a blessing. Amen. Amen. We're getting, why don't you all stand to your feet. Let's just <clears throat> see if the Lord has anything to say. Just, <clears throat> let's just take a minute to just pray in the spirit and just give God praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate you, Jesus. We just love you, Lord. If you could just, yeah, dim the lights just a little bit, guys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Uh, sir, you right there in the blue shirt. Sh what is that? Blue shirts. That's the blue shirts. Um, I just sense the Lord is doing something new in your life, brother. I just sense that, uh, what is that, Lord? The hard times that you've been through in the past, those are a thing of the past. Don't look back at those to disqualify you from the future. God's got a great future ahead of you. He's got a ministry for you. And I just sense that it's going to be in the realm of the prophetic. You're going to be able to hear his voice clearer in the coming months than you ever have. And he's, he's encouraging you to step out in faith and go ahead and declare that which God has put in your heart. And those, those difficulties and those times in the past and those failures of the past, the Lord is saying those are in the past. And it's time to walk out the future that he has for you. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, miss, you here in the, the tricolored. Yeah, you. I just, the Lord is speaking to me the word Cinderella. Cinderella, that you just, you're, you're like somebody who's been like not noticed. You've had different, um, you've had different maybe family members, people around you who, and, and you've had a tendency to take yourself and put yourself back in, like in a corner, so to speak. You, like you don't see yourself worthy of stepping out, of standing out kind of like the Cinderella. But the Lord has said, Lord's saying, 
He's got your Prince Charming first off. And, and that he's going he's gonna to bring you to a place of prominence. He's going to bring you to a place where you're, you're, you're recognized and you're, and, you're, and you're valued and you're valued and you're, and you're put above and not beneath. And people are going to see you. They're going to see the anointing on your life. They're not going to know why. They're not going to know why they're attracted to you, why there's something about you. In fact, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear that in the coming months. You're going to hear, I don't know, something about you. When you hear that, know that this is the Lord's anointing on my life that made them say that. He's going to take you out of a place of obscurity and bring you into a place of beauty and restoration. Amen? Praise your Lord. <clears throat> Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. here young lady yes yes when I when I see you and I think about you I almost want to cry because I feel like you've had some difficulties and you've struggled and I sense your heart and my heart and the Lord he loves you and you don't have to fret anymore. I know you've struggled. I know you've struggled in your own heart and, the, and in your thoughts. But I'm here to tell you the Lord is taking you to a, a, a beautiful land. And He values you. He loves you so much. He wants you to let Him love you with His love. He wants you to let him bring peace to your heart. Could I, could I get, um, you're her friend right next to her. Could you just give her a hug for me and for the Lord? Just give her a hug. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Um, guys, it's not hard to hear the voice of the Lord. It's really not. You know, God puts stuff on your heart and you know it's Him. You just got to be bold enough to stand out, to step out in faith. And if you miss it, who cares? Just join the rest of us. <laughs> We've all missed it. But that's how you learn. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Uh, just want to encourage everyone, uh, as Pastor or Mr. John was saying, that. We, we hear the voice of the Lord and, and uh, we're his sheep and we hear his voice and without faith it's impossible to please God and I just want to encourage us that we have to believe that we hear God's voice but how does faith work? It works by love, Galatians 5, 6 so I just want to encourage us that if the voice of God is making you feel scared or confused or inadequate that's not God's voice and I just want to encourage us to go back to love because 
love, with faith works by love. And God loves you. And just receive that love from, from him because God's not the author of confusion. And God, he only brings peace. So I just want to encourage us to go back to love. You do hear his voice. You are his sheep. Let love lead you and just continue to walk in his love because through that, faith's going to work. Um, Lord's really been putting this on my heart for the last several months, and today's the day to, to share it. But, um, when God tells you to go somewhere, just show up. Just show up. Even if you don't feel worthy and even if you don't feel like people like you, even if you, whatever's holding you back, just show up. Please.